Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. So last week we spoke about a bit of a prayer and fasting, but it was really about alignment. It was about coming back to basics, coming back to God, to Jesus, in, into a place of, of health, into a place of agreement with God's Word. So it was agreement, it was alignment, and then we finished with once you do those things, naturally what will happen is God will give you vision, God will give you dreams, you'll start to see what God sees, and God is always looking to use you to be His hands and feet. And what that looks like practically is an assignment. And that assignment for you isn't always to be up here preaching or, or necessarily leading in any capacity. It might look like being a mom or being a dad. It might look like being an architect and, and doing the best in that field, ministering to those people in front of you. It might look like in the shop that you work in, that you're, you're an assistant. It might look like being there, being a present, just being active, being aware that God has called you here right now and He wants you Alive. He wants you to have spiritual eyes to see. He wants you to have outstretched arms. He wants you to be moving on his behalf. Can I get an amen? So it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, God is ready to use you. He's ready to use your arms, your feet, your legs, your mind, your words. He's ready. Question is, are we? Are we ready? <laughs> and that's why we needed to come into agreement. Because when we come to agreement, we come into alignment with heaven and earth. And when we do that, then the power, the grace, the, the words, the ideas that we need come with that. And then we can actually fulfill the assignment, the task. Imagine this, that God has got a task just for you. And the only person that can fulfill that task is you. That's completely individual. There's some people on this earth will not be reached with the gospel, with the good news, if you don't come into agreement, alignment, and take your assignment on. It just will not happen. And so you know what the beauty about that is? You're not competing against anyone. You're competing against yourself. The breakthrough that you need isn't a breakthrough of trying to overcome somebody else. It's trying to overcome yourself. Some will call that a sin nature. <laughs> trying to overcome you, trying to do things your own way and living a life which is temporal and has a temporal mindset, has temporal assignments, and has things uh, which the Bible speaks about where moth and vermin it will rot away. It does not stand the test of time, but God wants you to, to build and, and accomplish assignments will, which will last the test of time, which will go through generations. We were speaking in pre-service, uh, Johnny was sharing just about how you know, some of the greatest stories that we read and are encouraged about in the Bible are some of the most painful experiences that people have went through. But they have brought faith into the mix. Think about Moses at the Red Sea. This is a nightmare. This is stressful, but yet it was God's will. This is 
near-death experience. Actually, let's go one step further and let's speak about Lazarus. It was a death experience. And his family were crying out to Jesus, come, and he was late, in our opinion, to the problem. He was late to that part of the story, but yet God's timing was perfect. God had a plan and a purpose for the pain. God had a plan and purpose for the suffering. He didn't want them to camp out there. He didn't want them to even stay there. But God does things His way, and it's often not our way. Has anyone realized that yet? And sometimes it looks like seasons of endurance. It looks like seasons of pain. Not always. But let's be honest. The time when God has moved and and give us a story, a testimony to tell, there's been a test. And if we come to that test, to that crossroads, to that Red Sea, with faith, God moves. Assignments are accomplished. Stories are told. Lives are changed. And so what I'm trying to say, if you're going through pain, a disheartening situation, God, where are you? This is not my time. Are you, are you still on time? He was late. He came at the funeral with Lazarus. And they're all like, if you had been here, you could have fixed this. But actually, Jesus decided to fix it after all hope was lost. I wonder maybe for you right now, there's a situation that looks like all hope is lost. Maybe that's God's floor. Once you hit your ceiling, maybe that's the beginning of where God's floor starts. Maybe God will start when you finish. When you finish trying to fix the person that's in front of you, trying to fix your children, trying to fix your partner, your marriage. Maybe, maybe God's waiting for you to say, okay, God, what do you want to do? Okay, God, I give up. God's like, finally, finally, you've been getting in the way for so long. You've been enduring so much pain for really no purpose. All I was really looking was your attention. All I was really looking is for you to come into agreement. And so today I want to talk to you about a message which is called Stretch Out Your Hand. I don't think that's on the screen, by the way. Right, Ethan? No. I'm too busy. I forgot I made that. I actually did make it. Stretch out your hand. Everyone, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand. Let's pray. God, I just pray. As we stretch out our hands, God, we just pray, Father, we make space for you to come. We we hold our hand up as a sign of agreement, of alignment. And God, we receive our assignment. We receive the power. We receive the grace that we need to cross the Red Sea, to see resurrected dreams, to see you fulfill your will in our life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Come on, everyone says, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand. Your hand, let's talk about somebody stretching out their hand. This is Noah. Noah had an assignment. He came into agreement with God in a generation which was deemed a disaster, full of sin. And he stretched out his hand to God and asked him, hey, God, I want to come into agreement. I'm coming into alignment. God gave him an assignment which was ridiculous, which was unheard of, had never been seen before to build an ark. He got a prophetic sense that the that the Spirit of God had spoke to him that there's a flood coming. And he had to prepare something which had never been seen. You see, God, some of the most creative, actually the most creative power that you can access is when you come into God's presence. 
God will give you dreams in His presence. Not, not your dreams, His dreams. He will give you ideas, creative ideas, to accomplish the mission. That's what happened to Noah. Something he had never seen before. Never even imagined. It was way beyond his wildest thinking. But he, began, he took God at His word and he began to put this boat together. And so he's already started on the journey. Maybe you're on the journey. Something, a dream has conceived. Maybe you're in the middle of it. Maybe you're in the middle of trying to, to build a family. Maybe you're in the middle of trying to build a business, trying to build a relationship. Maybe you're in the middle. And you've came into agreement with God. And you've came into alignment. Here you are in the middle. And, and often the middle is the hardest part. I kind of made the commitment. Oh, man. Can't go back now. Well, if I do, it's going to be even worse. So, so I need to drive forward. I feel stuck. Well, this is where we pick up the story in Genesis 8, in verses 7. It's, they're in the boat, and the storm has come. God was faithful. God, God was correct. And they're safe in this boat for a while. But who knows, sometimes when you step out in faith, maybe you even stepped out in faith to believe Christ at His Word, the Bible at His Word, and you're on this journey as a Christian, you're kind of like, I'm in the middle here, but God, are you going to be faithful again? Are you going to come through again? Because I've kind of went out on a limb here. I've kind of took a step of faith. And the second step, I'm still having, I'm still requiring faith for the second step, the same kind of faith that I needed for the first. I was kind of hoping it would just be first and then it would just be easy. It would just be a one decision and then the rest of life would just require no faith. But no, God actually wants us to grow in faith, meaning the second step might require more faith. It might require us to spend more time with God, to go deeper, to actually get stronger and more confident in our faith. And so they're in this boat. You can just picture it. And they're kind of like, right, we're in water. <laughs> we're, guess how many people are on the ark? How many people? It are it. You thought our name was just a name of a car? Or it. But actually there's significance in it. What was God doing with the ark? He was, re he was setting, he was resurrecting the earth. He was creating a new earth, a new people. He was hitting the reset button. He was wiping out all the sin. And starting again. What, what does us making a decision to follow Christ look like? It looks like the same thing. It's like we're going into water to get what? Cleansed. Baptism. To start again. A new person. A new creature in Christ. That's what the number eight represents. A new creation in Christ. He chose eight people to start again. And so let's read the scripture here. He's in the water. He's, he's trying to look for the next step. He's trying to look for a way out of this situation that he's now got into through God's provision. And now he's probably feeling, are you actually going to come through again? It goes on to say, and he sent out a raven and it kept flying back and forth. Everyone say back and forth. Until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove, could, um, the dove could find nowhere to perch, 
because there was water all over the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again. But this time it did not return to him. You know, what does the word dove represent, symbolize? What does it mean? Why, why is a dove being used here? Well, actually in the Bible, the dove is symbolic of peace. It's symbolic of comfort. It's, it's a fulfillment of promise. We, we see this when Jesus was baptized and says the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove. And then God goes on to say, God the Father says to Jesus, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. There was peace with God. There was peace with the Father and the Son. The dove. So the first thing I want to, I'm going to do a soap on here. The first thing I observed was back and forth at the start. They sent out a raven and it was back and forth to and fro. Sometimes when we're starting to break and try to break through in an area in our life, or we're believing for a promise, or we're, you know, for our children, or for a friend, or for a husband, or a wife, or a relationship of some kind. Sometimes it looks like back and forward. Sometimes we're over here, didn't work, we're over here. We're searching, we're seeking, and nothing seems to be working. Often that's what it looks like at the beginning. Because sometimes when we begin to try to move forward with our life, we try probably in our own time, in our own ways, and I think that's just natural. And I think that's okay, and I think that's what's happened here with the raven. Just kind of throw it out there, see what happens. I'm kind of ready to hit the ground. I'm ready to move forward. But the timing was not right. Then it goes on to say, he then took a dove. Sent the dove out. What happened then? Dove went out. He had to wait. There was all... There seemed to be always this seven-day period in between, a lot of waiting. And the dove first, first time came back with nothing. So that's twice, probably very vulnerable, very hopeful that you know, the dove would come back with some kind of sign, still nothing. Come on, I'm sure there's something in your life right now you've been believing for, trying for, and there's still nothing. You've tried twice. You've even stretched out your hand, reached out, still nothing third time, a branch comes back. Not full confirmation, just a little bit of hope. Maybe you're believing for emotional healing in your life, and you've just noticed, oh, that's a, I'm feeling a bit more confident as I began to pray and began to fast. I feel a bit more at home that, that I started to go to that group, but I'm st- it's just a branch. It's not a tree. It's not bearing much fruit, but it's something and so what that probably gave Noah feedback to do was to keep going that direction. There's hope. You're believing for rain and you just see a wee pocket of cloud. You're believing for friends and you just had a conversation that actually was decent. Sorry. It was amazing. It wasn't where you want to be, but it's a start. It's a beginning. And so let's focus on, hey, there's something here. There's something in this. Let's keep going. 
And so they waited, he had to wait another seven days, and then he sent the dove out, and then it never returned, which was the breakthrough. He had been hoping, believing that God had spoken, and it came. But it didn't come without patience. It didn't come without resistance. It didn't come without continually, hopelessly getting negative feedback. But it came. First thing I picked up on that was if we want God to begin to move in our life with our assignment that God has given us, it's going to start with with creating space. And the problem is with creating space is the first few times that you create space, nothing might happen. How did Noah create space? There's a small bit of space in his hand. He took a raven, release. Here's your landing pad. Here's your takeoff pad. Release. He stretched out his arm, stretched out the space, and released. But then he had to allow that raven and that dove to land. The question is, where has God got a space, even a tiny space, to take off and to land, to speak and to listen? Has God got a space? We've done this prayer and fasting season, but will God continue to have a space? Listen, can you give God space even when nothing happens? Even when it's just back and forward like the raven, will you still give him space? Because Noah had to. Even when the results were were negative, he still continued to give God space. Maybe that's a word for someone in here. Don't give up because nothing seems to be happening because God is working behind the scenes. Maybe you're looking for a job. And you keep a plan and you keep creating space as you write out your CV, as you write out the application. But God is working because you know what happens? Feedback. Hey, nothing happened. Let's send out a dove now. Let's try again. Let's do it different. Let's tweak it. Let's take feedback. Let's learn. Let's grow. Let's pray. Let's be creative. Create space. You know, imagine the pilot, you're, you're, you're flying somewhere on holidays, and the pilot said, hey, <laughs> we're going to fly a plane, but there's no, there's no runway. And there's no landing pad. So, so we're going to take off here, but we, we've got a runway to take off, but we don't have a runway to land. Are you going on the plane? Is it going to be a successful journey? Is it a good plan? No. You're not getting on the plane. You're not even taking off. Even though there's a runway to take off, you're not, you're not taking off. Why? Because there's no landing runway. That's the same way God works. Stop expecting God to move in your life when there is no space for him to take off and help you take off a dream, an assignment that he's given you when there's no landing pad, when there's no landing runway. You actually read the scripture, I think it was in our prayer first on Wednesday, and it was talking about somebody who comes to God hoping for him to move in their life, but they doubt and they don't believe in their heart and they're back and forward 
to and fro. The Bible says, in James, I think it's James 1, that person shouldn't expect anything from God. Shouldn't expect anything. Because God reacts to faith, not just a faith, an idea of faith, a reality of faith, an action of faith, an outstretched arm of faith. Don't expect anyone to be saved in your family, in your friendship circle, if there's no outstretched arm to invite. If you're not creating a space, hey, there's a space in my car tonight, come with me. There's a space at the table at Alpha, meet me there, there's a space. Don't just say, hey, you should come. What, where? I need a space. Where, where do I land? Where do I take off? Well, let me help you with the whole journey. Let me help you with the landing. Let me help you with the takeoff. Because if we create space, well, then that's faith. Then that's a plan of faith. See, faith isn't just this, which sometimes we can believe. Faith isn't just this kind of blind faith where, hey, let's just believe in the tree that that's God and this, there's no backup, there's no evidence, there's no historical evidence, there's no physical evidence. That's, that's not the faith that we believe in. Jesus came historically proved by the three major religions of the world. It's not, it's not this blind, weird faith. It's real faith. It's practical faith. It, things happened. God showed up in the flesh. He, the Word became flesh. And so let's apply that to our life. Well, how can we practically create space, physically create space? Tonight, Alpha, we're creating space for God to move. The kids' ministry is a space. But God wants us to create space for Him so that our heart can come alive, come into agreement. But it needs space. It needs teaching. It needs learning. It needs devotion, space. Agreement needs space. Alignment needs space. Praying those prayers of agreement, that's how space is aligned with God. And then as we align, then we come into agreement, then assignments begin to fulfill themselves. The Bible says that faith and patience, you can only reach the promises, fulfill the promises of God through faith and patience. That's exactly what Noah experienced. It didn't happen on his time. It certainly didn't happen the first time he tried with the raven. It didn't happen the second time he tried with the dove. Or even the third time, it was the fourth time. Actually, the number four is the number of grace in the Bible. It's the same like fishing, you cast the rod out. Sometimes we think as Christians, oh, if God's in it, it'll just happen the first time, will it? It didn't happen for Noah. It certainly doesn't happen when you fish. Come on, Keelan. You know, you know I'm, t I'm speaking the truth here. Come on, you want that salmon? Heard about the salmons down the Ban River? You're going to get one 50 quid per salmon, right? Well, there's very un if you have this over-spiritual idea that oh, you're just going to throw the rod out and it's just going to come and put his mouth around your little, your hook, your worm, whatever you have on the bait, what? Th then you're delusional. That's not reality. If you think you're just going to say a prayer and all of a sudden your son or your daughter is just going to come to faith, delusional. We need some space, some relevant space. You see, the boat wasn't just built. It was built correctly. There was no leaks in it. It had a specific design. 
a plan of action. It didn't just build itself. They had to go source wood, trees, cut them down. It, would, it was sweat. It took work for the miracle to happen in motion. What if we had that same approach to our friends, our family, our faith? You know what we would do? We would create space and God would fill it. And it mightn't happen in our time, but it will happen in God's time and it will happen. And we'll have promises to praise God about. Our assignments will be fulfilled. God will see a faithful people and he will give us more. Can I get an amen? Number two. What I see here is that he released vision. So every time he had to release a bird, a dove, a raven, he was releasing the vision that he had from the start. He's seen the picture of a boat floating on a water, but also then landing on dry ground. He released the vision. Every time he released the bird, he released the vision. There's some people in here, I've spoke to some people in the past where they're struggling with identity, they're struggling with addiction, they're struggling with certain habits, they're struggling with self-worth. What vision are you releasing? I'll never get there, I'm just an alcoholic. No, you're not. What? Who told you that? Who taught you that? Because when you become a believer, you die to sin. You die to the old vision of who you are. You die to your habits. You die to, to the sinful nature. And you take up a new vision. You begin to release the vision. And hey, you might struggle. Nothing might happen the first time you do it. <laughs> you, the bird might come back with nothing in its mouth. The results might just be the same. It doesn't matter. The vision remains. Noah didn't just crawl up in the corner and give up. Oh, it didn't work out. I struggled again. I fell again. Well, what? Get up. Stand up. Encur encourage yourself in the Lord. Release the vision again. Tweak it, maybe. The vision stays the same. We're getting on the dry ground here. We're going to get through. God has ordained this. God began this. He started a good work in me. He will bring it onto a place of completion. That's the scripture, by the way. I'm not just making this up. Because guess what? They got onto dry ground. God did start again. God did fulfill his promise, but it didn't happen without Noah releasing a vision. Repeating the vision. I'm not an alcoholic no longer. I'm not a sinner any longer because of what Christ done. Yes, I struggle sometimes. Yes, I fall, but I get up because my identity, my vision is that I'm a new creation in Christ. God is perfecting me. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. I'm going to keep releasing doves. I'm going to keep... What, what, what is prophetic about a dove? It's the peace. It's the comfort. It's the power of God resting on me like Jesus, the dove, the Spirit of God came down like a dove. I'm speaking that over myself. I'm speaking over truth. I think, honestly, until we start to, to realize and release the vision of who we truly are in Christ, then we'll just continue to build houses of slavery, a slavery mentality. Actually, it was in my devotion on Saturday morning with, with my wife, and I really felt God speak that to me. It's like, Phil, you need to start having more confidence 
and, and start to believe more what God has called you to. Don't just like take the hits without a shield. Don't, don't just allow the promises of God just to pass you by. Take a grip, take a hold, press in, and repeat, and release. Number three, we're nearly done. Actively wait. Actively wait. A bit of advice if you're single. I had to learn this. There was a part where I had to surrender, but there was a part where I had to actively wait. Listen, if you had a restaurant, maybe, maybe you do. If you have a waitress or a waiter in the restaurant and they're waiting for the customers, you don't want them sitting on the sofa watching TV. You want them actively waiting. Meaning, hey, while you're waiting, go check the toilets, clean them again. While you're waiting, let's get some other work ahead of time done. While you're waiting, let's, let's strategize and think about different ways on social media we can help people get into our restaurant. While you're waiting, maybe you're looking for a job. While you're waiting, take whatever job you can get, volunteer, do whatever, get active. While you wait, clean the car, clean someone's car, clean your neighbor's car, clean your house, clean, the, clean your bed. You're looking for a job, do something. Get active. Take the first job you can get to get some experience around people. Actively wait. That's the, why? Because you're going to start to grow. Prepare. If you're, I, was, I was getting back to the point. If you're single, what should you do? Actively wait. Go get counseling. Get your heart. Deal with your heart issues. Deal, deal with your financial debt. Get ready. Prepare. Cast the vision. Get, make it better. Get ready. Actively wait. Can I get that man? See, it was as if Noah was actively waiting. Hey, I know where we're going. I know what we're doing, but we're going to keep tweaking. We're going to keep trying. We're going to keep sending. But the vision remains. I haven't given up. And as Dylan comes forward, we'll finish here. Finally, when breakthrough came, he, he didn't get the dove back. He released the dove and he gave freely. He gave expecting nothing in return. Actually, when he got nothing in return, it was a blessing. It was a breakthrough. You see, sometimes when we give, and we have this mentality of giving to get, our heart's motive is, is to get. It's not thinking in heavenly terms. It's not thinking in eternal terms. When we give freely, we're thinking in God's terms. It doesn't matter who's looking. We're doing this before God, not before people. We're saying, God, have your way. And I'm telling you, when you start to give freely, somehow, somewhere, things begin to happen. The principle in the Bible of sowing and reaping is just that. You release. You stretch out your arm and release. You stretch out your arm and serve others. The paradox of the Scriptures and of the Bible is, is opposite to the world's ways. Because the world would say, give to get. Build your kingdom. Build your house. But God would say, no, no, build theirs. 
build mine. Serve others, love others. Stand in the gap for them. Honor them, honor me and I'll honor you. Don't try to hold on to your life. Let your life go. And then I'll give you dry ground. And then I'll show you the way. And then you'll get off the boat in transition. And then fulfillment to your promises will come. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his ways. And then all these things will be added and then the boat will come to a halt and then prepare to get off this transition period and then. But we have to be able to give freely. So God has called us to create space. If we don't create space, God has nowhere to land in our life. It's called us to release vision. Stick to who God has called us to be. Don't let the world drain you, beat you up. Don't let yourself drain you, discourage you. Release the vision. Actively wait. Don't just wait and wonder. Wait with intentionality. Get better while you wait. Learn while you wait. Pray while you wait. Grow while you wait. Love while you wait. Serve while you wait. Seek God while you wait. And then, give freely. Give freely. God will fulfill your promise that He has given you. God will bring you to that place where the assignment has been fulfilled. God will show you His way, but He can't unless you have a surrendered heart because you won't see it you won't know it you won't detect it your heart posture will be wrong and it comes down to the basics of trusting the Lord with all your heart and lean not on what you understand in all your ways he'll direct your paths with every head bowed and eye closed maybe you're in here and you need to make a decision right now to stretch your hand, to give God space, to release vision, to actively wait, and to give freely. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now cannot wait to see you next week on the ariat church podcast